Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special Loon Dive here on Sound of the Loons. I'm excited to be joined by Kendra D. St. Aubin, fresh back from calling some games at the Women's World Cup. So, you know, baguettes, the Louvre, <laughs> uh, you know, cafe, mm, uh, cafes, mm. yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, croissant. The Seine. Yeah. Mm. It was amazing, right? Yeah, you know, if if only they catered all that stuff in L.A. Ah, right. You know, um, I mean, you were still in L.A. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and you know what? They actually <laughs> did do their best. Like, they gave us macaroons. Like, they brought oh, all this nice. stuff in, you know, from L.A. <laughs> from <laughs> to make, make it feel like as French as possible. Were but, they extremely rude to you? Did that? Yeah. <laughs> just to give you the feel. Yeah, right. That wouldn't have got over. Well, I don't think. I'm sorry. I don't. The, I don't want to quote paint, unquote talent. You yeah, know, right. that was in Los Angeles. I don't want to paint Paris in a bad light. I love Paris. Yeah. It's actually very cool if you're there and you make an effort to speak the language. There's, it's great. It's. Uh, I mean, there's some terrible American tourists you see. Yes. Not doing it well. But, but aside from that, so you were in Los Angeles. Yeah. How long mm-hmm. were you out there? June 5th to July 7th. That's a long. Those time. are my dates. Yeah. yeah, I did fly home twice towards the end for like 36, 24 hours. Once we knew that. If you like, we found out we didn't have a quarterfinal game. Okay, like right. we only had to be backup, quote unquote, for the U.S. women's back, you know, uh, quarterfinal game. Then I found a chance to like come home and and it felt really good just to get out of the hotel sure. for a bit. Um, and it, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is an amazing setup. It's not like you know, Fox is like sparing an expense when that it right. comes to that because they want you to feel comfortable. It's right next to the Fox lot. My room overlooks the Fox lot with a, a balcony. You know, you can see everything that's going on. And it's a cool experience in the sense that like you're going and doing a game or, or you're doing a late show or a, a Fox Soccer Tonight show on, on set in studio. Mm-hmm. And then you're like walking by and they're in one of the giant studios filming something. Right. So like you just feel like there's always something going on and you go in the cafe and you see random people or they were doing the Pacquiao Thurman promos and like a sit down face to face interview while I was there. And so like Thurman was staying in our hotel or like, you know, there's like a random rapper that's in your hotel and they think Mm -hmm. everybody knows who they are and you have no idea who they are, but they kind of walk around that way with their entourage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. With their bodyguards and like, you know, so it's a very LA vibe where it's right on the edge of Beverly Hills. So there was no expense spared as far as making sure that we were taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a different feel than being in, in, in Paris and France, obviously. Sure. But it was awesome. And I said to somebody the other day, it was crazy because we obviously call the games off monitor. Yeah. They also spare no expense with that as far as the screens that they set up in front of you and the angles they try to give you. But you're still, they pump in that sound. like So they oh, try okay. to do everything they can to make it as best as possible. And there are a number of people that I've met since coming back, specifically like last night at the Minnesota United game, saying like, oh, hey, great to have you back. And they had no idea that we were in L.A. and not in France, right. which is exactly what you want. Yes. If you're Fox, that's what you want. Yeah. And um, so it was it was amazing and it was it was a blast. And I mean, just a crazy experience. But um, if I hadn't come back and gone to the FC Cincinnati game as a fan and I went over briefly to the San Jose Earthquakes LAFC Open Cup game while I was oh, in LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have seen a live soccer match in, like, six weeks. Right. But yet I was watching, like, eight hours of, so- of, soccer, of soccer a day. So that setup you have for calling it off the monitor, like, how many how many monitors do you have for that? So we have one giant, and granted, the screen is, like, from me to you in front. It's, like, four feet away from okay. us. So we're not, like, way back from We have one giant screen that's probably, like, 65, 70 inches. Mm-hmm. And then to right of that is another 70-inch screen with four pictures within it showing you like shout or crowd shots um showing you like a tactical cam from the end line Mm. and then um a var kind of booth cam thing and then they put another tv in front of that that's like 4k high def 
that was probably like, you know, maybe a 60-inch screen. Okay. So it was pretty sweet. Um, the one camera, the one of the small screens and the camera on the right was like real time, not program. Mm -hmm. So I had to be very careful not to oh, look I at see. that because I could end up like Nostradamus. Right. Like, oh my God, I think on this set piece, <laughs> they're going to play a corner to the near post and, you know, Alexander Pop is going to flick it in for a header and Germany's going to go ahead. Yeah. And people like, are saying because, Kendra really knows yeah, stuff. Like, wow, she knew exactly, she's yeah. really good. She knew exactly. So <laughs> as helpful as that could be, it was like I tried not to look at it because you could see what happens ahead of time. No, only seconds, but. Yeah. But still. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about your, uh, your, your broadcast partner. Mm -hmm. You worked with her mm -hmm. before, right? Yeah. So I'll let you tell. Okay. So Jen Hildreth, um, yeah. is amazing. And what, you know, when you find someone that you click with, that you have the right chemistry. So ahead of 2015, we had never really worked together much. You know, mm -hmm. we'd maybe get thrown into stuff and maybe, I mean, NWSL didn't even exist at this at that time. And they tried a bunch of us out together, different partnerships and different qualifiers or like U17s, U20s, like to try to find the right broadcasting partner fits for 2015 Women's World Cup. Sure. I mean, Fox spared no expense in that way as well, like wanting to treat the Women's World Cup on the highest level because it was their first World Cup mm -hmm. and um, having gotten it from ESPN. And it was one of those things that we just clicked from day one and then we can go like three years without doing a game together or two years. Right. And then you get right back and like we both fly in. She's from LA or she's from Atlanta. I'm from Minnesota or wherever I'm living at that time. They fly us in to do 17s or 20s or CONCACAF and you haven't seen each other in, you know, 18 months, but you've just kept up with texts and emails and what the person's doing. And you sit down and it's like, you know, like you've never missed a beat. Sure. And that's what she's like. And, um, I don't know how that we just had that chemistry from day one. And we felt like this World Cup was a little different. 2015, we were the newbies on the block. Right. We were the non-national team, like non-whatever group. Yep. And this time around, we just felt just immensely confident in our abilities. And like we had been around the block before and we had proven ourselves to be in this position. And um, she she spares, you know, she she puts so much time and energy in yeah. on, on her boards. I mean, much like we, we talk about with Cal all yep. the time. Like you guys see him, he's in the office every day. He's at training pretty much every possible chance he can get. Um, lives and breathes and eats soccer. And Jen is that way as well. And she's like that with every, whatever she does because mm -hmm. she does softball. She does play-by-play -play for other sports, mm -hmm. basketball, um, college, and, and she does NWSL. So we have a blast. Yeah. We had a great time. You know, she's got two young girls that were there a lot as well. So oh, we're, we're both kind of balancing family and, and work and just trying to, you know, kick butt and knock it out of the park and that's really all you can do <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, so for the for the actual tournament itself so mm -hmm. you had experience in 2015 mm -hmm. how did you feel like in terms of um you know, maybe not so much your job but the tournament itself how do you feel it was different from from 2015 this year um gosh i feel like it was different in the sense that gosh i don't want to say that fox like went different as far as the level of commitment because mm -hmm. they did no holds barred in 2015. They right. didn't want 2015 Women's World Cup to be a rehearsal for the Men's World Cup in 2018. Right. They right. never wanted to view it that way. If you talk to Eric Shanks or David Neal or, you know, all those people, Judy Boyd, that are kind of the top people at Fox about what they want to put into this. And then, for example, like at the end of the World Cup on, on Sunday after the final. So Jen and I had to stay on, and we did this for a lot of matches, the U.S. matches, that we were backup. 
So, you know, a lot of people went home after the, the you know, their group stage games or their quarterfinals or round of 16 games were done. And Jen and I stayed on to be backup for the U.S. Women's National Team games. And in case they were to, like, lose the feed or something were to happen in France, right. we would sit in the booth and do the whole broad, like, watch the whole game sure. just in case it would drop out. Yeah. And, um, you know, sitting in the lot I, I, at Fox at the very end on the last day when we did, like, a champagne toast— and there was maybe only 30 people there at the time because the Gold Cup crew had gone to Chicago. Yeah, right. The Fox Soccer yep. Tonight crew. You had everybody in Paris. It was you know. a busy day. Yeah, it was a busy, <laughs> busy day. But the guy holding up the glass was like, thank you so much. You know, World Cups are the hardest thing that Fox does. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the moving pieces and the different locations and not just like France and the United States, but like the different locations within France. You're right. doing live broadcasts. Everything is having to be coordinated technologically, the amount of manpower. And he's like, I'm sure everybody's personal lives are in shambles right now. <laughs> we thank you for your service. Like basically, because yeah. that's kind of what you feel like after 30 days or 35 days or whatever it's been. Um, you you know, I feel like even this week I've been hit by a truck. Yeah. And I didn't physically do anything. Right. But you're so immersed in it and you're so like just... You know, you're just bombarded by, you know, I have like 500 plus emails that are just from like the Fox research crew that are coming in on every game from every angle and you're trying to keep up with it and yeah. and focus on your game. So from that standpoint, it's just like the most amazing experience, but you can understand why everybody like wants to take a vacation yeah. and turn their phone off, you know, <laughs> yeah. for Fox when they get back from this. Yeah. Unfortunately, Minnesota United has a lot of games also. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you just jump right out of the front end right, into right, the fire. Right. Exactly. Uh, as far as that, that, that win for the U.S. women's national team, mm -hmm. um, uh, tell me a little bit about your feeling when it happened. I know I was watching it. I went yeah. to uh, Allianz Field with my kids. Yeah. Tried to get them invested in it, but sure. they just wanted to get food. And, mm -hmm. they, you know, mm -hmm. so we went home. Uh, we watched it on our deck, on yeah. our, our computer. Yeah. They won. We sort of tried to, you know, I have two daughters. Yeah. Tried to sort of show them uh, Megan Rapino yeah. and like the yeah. celebration, sort of told them about what it means. You know, we've read about it and things like that. But, you know, it, what does it mean for you just seeing the U.S. Women's National Team get that back-to-back -back win before time champions? Well, you know, it it felt different for me than 2015. Um, I, you know, in 2015, it felt like they kind of limped out of the group stage by their standards. Sure. In 2019, they had so much noise that they were competing with. It was like everybody and their mother wanted to hate the United States. Now, that's like nothing <laughs> right. crazy new for any sport, really. I mean, you know, everybody wants to always beat the United States at anything. Sure. It just is what it is. Like, it's like this big, bad... America to a certain extent, but the noise that they had to sort through, whether it was, you know, celebrating too much against Thailand or scoring too many goals or whether it was the tea sipping or whether it was everybody wanted to jump on that. You could go on TSN and watch the Canadian broadcasters and like, yeah. you know, they were just crushing the United States for what they did or didn't do and, and what they would do or wouldn't do as Canadians. And then same with England, you go to BBC and they're doing the same thing and they've got Hope Solo on their panel and yeah. God only knows, you know, what she's going to say and how she feels about things. And um, so I, I gave them a lot of credit for that, that they were able to sort through the noise. They were never the underdogs. We mm -hmm. all know that. I mean, yep. they should they they should have won that tournament, and they did. But they fought through all of it, and they stayed true to themselves. And that is truly a core group that they, like, love every second of being together. Yeah. Which you can't say very often, especially when you spend that much time together. Sure, yeah, They're absolutely. kind of quarantined from their families. And um and they and they just dominated, you know. I mean, Netherlands. Once I knew it was going to be Sweden or Netherlands, I was like, no chance. Yeah. Like if it would have been France or England or Spain, even maybe that they would have reached in the final, I would have thought a little bit harder about it. Yeah. Um, or England. Did I say that? France. Uh, yes, Spain, France and England. England yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but once I saw it was Netherlands or Sweden, I was like, no chance. <laughs> like, this group is so good. This group is so tight. They're so deep. Um, and you saw some stars come to light, like a Rose Lavelle that no yeah. one else knew about. But, like, yeah. I, from covering her at Wisconsin, like, I knew about her. And, right, a Badger. Yeah, yeah, a Badger. Like, you love to see those players just step out on the biggest stage and crush it. And so I was proud of the U.S. women for that, for that aspect, that they, they weathered the storm and they— they dominated. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not familiar. I was saying to Cal on an episode of Sound of the Loons that I, uh, I'm i not familiar with cheering for a front runner. I mm-hmm. tend to be an underdog guy, but I got to say, it feels, feels pretty good. feels pretty good to just uh, have a team that never trails in a tournament and and goes out there and, and wins it all. I loved the story about... Um, I think it was Raj Bennett uh, of of Men and Blazers who yes. tweeted out that, that Rose Lavelle had watched the 2015 World yeah. Cup with her, her her amateur teammates in Seattle mm-hmm. at like mm-hmm. a pizza place. Mm-hmm. Here she is scoring the goal that really yeah. sealed the victory. Yeah. And that's uh, those kind of stories. I mean, that's amazing. That's really what this is all about. Well, even ways, so. I think somebody tweeted out a picture of her wearing I mean, a ham jersey when yeah. she was like nine. You know, what I mean, and, and crazy. First of all, that makes you just feel insanely old. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, but second of all, like, I mean, I, I think what's cool, too, is it happened in 2015, but again in 2019, the support of the 99ers mm-hmm. for this group yep. and championing the cause and carrying on the legacy and doing things the right way, um, you know, I think more important than winning, honestly. But winning gets you the attention. Winning gets you the platform. Winning gets you the aspect of being on a stage where you can be a role model and you can show young women. And that's one of the biggest things I learned from this World Cup in 2015 as well, is these women in these other countries that fight tooth and nail to just be honest dirt soccer pitch where, you know, their families and friends and other people and the culture isn't shunning them from wanting to play soccer. And then all of a sudden they find themselves at a World Cup and showing that the women in their country that you don't have to be a soccer player, but you can do whatever you want in that society. And, And I feel like the U.S. women do that for the girls here, yep. but also like seeing it for South Africa and, you know, even Thailand or, you know, some of the Asian countries or Jamaica for that mm-hmm. matter, some really soccer rich cultures, but it's not even Brazil. Yeah. I mean, they struggle to get the respect that they deserve in that country. Yeah. Go If you haven't seen the, the Marta post-game speech, yeah, the Marta speech is oh my incredible. gosh, like go back and watch it. It will bring you to tears. And she's being honest. She's speaking to her teammates and her players, but it really just goes like to the broader aspect of things of like, don't take this for granted. You know, yeah. you have to keep pushing on this movement as some of these older players are starting to retire. Yeah. Well, Kendra, it was really fun to hear you calling games. However, I'm glad that we have you back Thank here you. where you belong in Minnesota. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, next four years, you know, yeah. four years, you'd probably be there again. So, you know, and who knows, <laughs> like I'm excited. I mean, this victory tour that the U S women are going to be doing, yeah. I mean, hopefully they make a pit stop in Allianz field. I'm sure amazing. Ben Grossman, our, you know, minority owner and, part of the, the Fox media crew, like has anything to do with it. He'll make sure that the U S women are here yeah. and that would be fun because yeah. for everybody, you know, that saw it on TV, they can come and see it in person. Yeah. And, um, it's the U S women are, they're a dominant force, you know, on and off the field. Yeah. Well, Kendra, thanks so much for Thank joining you. us here at the, for this loon dive on sound of loons and you know, we'll hear you on the broadcast. All right. Sounds good.